Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today to Beyond the Pew. We're glad you're back with us this week. Eric, good to be here. It is great to be here. This is week three now, right? Yeah, week three. It's been awesome so um, far. Three weeks already, and uh, we appreciate all of the yeah. folks we, that are tuning in. And we hope that this has been beneficial for you as you have been tuning in, whether it's since week one or today being your first one. Yeah, it's been yeah. beneficial for me. Absolutely. Because I've been like more cognizant of some yeah. things and... It's been a challenge for me too. The yeah. whole beyond the pew um, discussing process. discussing things that we typically won't be discussing from the pulpit, but at the same time, yes. just as important. Yes. Now, I do want to say something. This doesn't have a lot to do with the podcast and a lot to do with anything spiritually speaking or about the Bible. But did you see Tom Brady's new contract? By oh the my way? word! Listen, Let's, Fox News or whoever is responsible yes, for that. Yes. If you're hiring, I will do it for less than he did it for free. I will do it. For free, yeah. what would be the point? If you did it for free, <laughs> what would be the I'm point? I'm just saying, like, how much, how much was the contract again? It was like, how much? Many Over millions? $300 million. That's insane. He, I, I read that it was more than what he made in his career as a professional football player. Yes, yeah, and he had a decent football career. Yeah, I mean, this, this a as a Buffalo decent. Bills fan, I am not a Tom Brady fan. I wasn't a Tom Brady fan, yeah. but I'm coming around a little bit, but... That's 300 insane. million. But speaking of yeah. ridiculous amounts of money, we are in a very heated political season right now. That is true. Uh, politicians, candidates, videos, everything that's being spewed out all over on social media. Um, every commercial, right? Every other commercial is about candidates and people who are saying things about these candidates. And a lot of hot topics, too. Like we're, we're seeing, yes. too, like the importance of, you know, why you should vote and who you shouldn't vote because what they are promoting. You yeah, know? absolutely. And, and I, I suspect. Down the road in some of these podcasts that we're doing, we'll we'll tackle maybe some of the for sure political kind of issues that are important to Christians and and even when it comes to voting and some of the issues that Christians are really kind of engulfed in when it comes to voting. But um, what I found interesting is I in particular was following the Senate race in Pennsylvania, and um, there were a couple candidates in there, and and I'm not speculating one way or the other who the best candidate is. But what I found interesting was there was a lot of disinformation that was being shared and doctored videos that were being shared as there was an attempt to kind of smear different candidates in the Senate race. Yeah. And and it was really interesting because they were well-doctored videos that would show candidates in their own words, but those words were kind of parsed out from the context of what they were saying. And that happens every political season. There's yeah. There's opponents that are attributing viewpoints to their other opponents that may or may not be true. Yeah. Right. And and so you have people now that are fact checkers. Um, when there's presidential debates or different yeah. debates, they're fact checkers and, and imagine saying like, "What do you do for a living?" Oh yeah, I just checked facts. I'm a fact checker. I'm a fact right? checker. Fact checker according to who? Yeah. Right. Um, What's the standard? Because who fact checks the fact checkers? The fact checkers. Right. And you won't say it face. again. Who fact checks the fact? checkers in these things you wow. say it go ahead you say, no. you say it. but the point being the is fifth. that as i'm watching all these things and i'm listening to all these things the question constantly comes up in my mind is who is telling the truth mm -hmm. right truth is at a premium like whenever yeah. you hear it, it's at a premium right and, now. and it's interesting because it's not just in the political circle i mean just recently i mean i i've you know just we, we, we've been seeing in the news about johnny depp Amber Heard, yes. yeah. you know, their marriage, and now they're going into trials and all the different things about, you know, the, the crazy stuff that they're doing, yeah. but who's telling the by, truth? By the way, can I ask a question? Yeah. Why is that so heavily promoted Promoted and watched right now? Yeah. That's 
crazy to me the amount of people that are that are watching. It's, it's in my, every news outlet. Yes, I know. But truth yeah. seeking, right? You have truth that people maybe make a claim. They have nothing to back up that claim with. Correct. Right? right. And so you wonder, okay, is that true or false? Like, so for example, you have certain things that you can make a claim about, and there's so much fact and truth to back it up. Yeah. That makes it abundantly clear. If I made a statement today, you know, for this podcast, it wouldn't be controversial if I said, hey. The Buffalo Bills quarterback, Josh Allen, is the best quarterback in the NFL. There's no controversy surrounding that, right? Everybody's agreeing with that. They know that, everything about him. So that's a a truth, right? Um, But if I were to say something else um, and say, hey, this is truth, and someone had to fact check that, but there's no way to fact check it, uh, we got problems, right? But think about this idea of truth, too. Like, like if Because our culture will say that there is not an absolute truth. And so here's what is difficult about truth, because what may be true today— it's not going to be true tomorrow. Yeah. You may say today, and it may be true, that everything is pointing out that, you know, that, what's the quarterback name again? You know the name. Yeah. You don't need me to say it. It's Josh yeah. Allen. Yeah, to Josh <laughs> Allen. You know, you know the name. That Josh Allen will be, will win the MVP. Say it again, Josh Allen. Yeah, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that he will win the MVP, right? But. Maybe in 10 years, that's not going to be true because that, you know, or... Well, ne- he's going to be 10 years. years. Uh, what, kind of the road. what kind of standard are you trying to throw out for quarterbacks? I'm just saying, Tom Brady, you know, he's the yeah, goal. So something yeah. maybe that's true today, it won't be necessarily true tomorrow. tomorrow. And because and that is because our culture is saying yeah. truth is not absolute. Yes, it's but relative. Is that, is, but it's is relative that, to, to... Yeah, culture. it is relative to the individual, yeah. it is relative to the circumstance, to the culture, to, yes. uh, you know, uh, to, to things, right? But yes. if, if that is the case then where do we base our standards as humans? Where do we, like, what do we follow? Like, who do we follow? Yes. What do we do? Yeah, and that's, again, as a believer in Christ, you know where we're going with this, right? If you're a follower of Christ, you know where we're going with this. If you don't know Christ or you're not a follower of Christ, maybe you're still kind of like, what's the point here, guys? But it goes back to what we believe to be absolute truth. Correct. And our standard for truth, right? And that which is unchanging, which, what is that, Eric? Truth. It's truth. It's unchanging. Yeah. It's the word of God, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, as a believer in Christ, I think it's it's good to be reminded again, we've talked about in this podcast, what is your life like beyond the pew? And how how does your life follow and, and, and imitate Christ outside the walls of the church? And one way that we uh, advance the gospel and we model Christ's likeness is as we know and understand and live out the truth of God's yeah. word. And this is huge. Like, recognizing truth, knowing truth really does affect everything, your whole being. Sure. It affects your mind. It affects your, your behavior. It affects what you believe. Yeah. So, so having a parameter of what is true or like recognizing what is true, you, you, you know, it, it, it is something that will impact your life as a whole. Absolutely. So it is, need, it is needed for us to recognize that there is indeed absolute truth. Now, like Bruce said, like we believe as, as Christians that the absolute truth is God and his word in which, which we, is, we study it, we hear it, we teach it, you know. Um, but it, this is huge, Bruce, like we said. Sure. It affects your whole being. Yeah, no, and I think the danger is we are so inundated with the opinions of men, right? Whether it's media, social media, our culture, friendships, relationships, family members, coworkers, we are inundated with the opinions of men. And so sometimes it can be even difficult as a follower of Christ to regularly be reminded 
of the truth of God's Word and what God says about who we are and what our purpose in living is versus what man says. Yeah. And and that's why we have to be grounded and we have to keep going back again and again to what God's yeah. Word says. Yeah, and it's and you kind of hinted to this. Like, if you don't know truth, then you won't be able to discern whether it's a truth and a lie, right? Uh, you Also, like you said, like... We, we, we appreciate and we value humans so much that, you know, think about this, someone that is reputable. Think uh, about a doctor that comes out. He, yeah. You look at them and, and he comes, those individuals come with a statement and you think to yourself, well, they're doctors, they're, res- they're reputable, they, they know what they're talking about, and immediately what they say becomes an absolute truth. Yeah. Think about, you know, uh, social media influencers. They are famous people. They come out and they make a statement. And, you know, if you don't know you're true, you're going to look at them and say, okay, maybe what they're saying, it is true because they have resources, they have the means, they have studied it. And so it is very crucial for us as believers to understand true. And this goes beyond the pew. Yeah. No, and here's what's interesting to me is a lot of Christians maybe do not necessarily know or believe that God's Word specifically speaks to this matter of truth yeah, and speaks to what we as Christians should be thinking about, setting our minds on, focused on day in and day out. But Paul actually addressed this, yeah. right? Why, why don't you read the yeah, passage so you shared with me before? The book of Philippians, man, great, amazing book. If you never read it, Great book to read. Uh, but he's talking to a church in Philippi, in Philippi that, you know, is dealing with, with false teachers. He's dealing with a culture, uh, with a cultural uh, or changes in the culture. He, they're trying to, they're starting to believe things about Paul that are not true. And he's addressing all of these things. And yet again, look how he's finishing his letter. He says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. This is in Philippians 4, verse 8. Yeah. Now, but I, what what I love, and, and I think that, you know, Paul being Paul and being a strategic, being led by the Spirit of the Lord in writing this, he start with, finally, brothers, whatever is truth. And yeah. I will make the case that you can summarize everything else in the verse by considering that idea of truth. If you're thinking through true, you're going to think what is pure. If you think what is true, you're going to be thinking what is honorable. And yeah. you can go on the list of all these things. But the importance of knowing truth. Yes. And, and his idea is if you're going to think about something, think about these things. Yeah. Right? So we obviously are going to have our, our heads filled with different thoughts. We're going to be thinking on different things throughout the day. And he's saying, hey, listen, these, these are the things. This is the content that you should have constantly going through your mind, that you're thinking on these things as a follower of Jesus. And Jesus actually talked about this in John 8, 31 and 32. It says, the Jews said, or Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Yeah. You know, Jesus put this emphasis on abiding in his word because his word is truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're told that elsewhere, right, yeah. by Jesus, that, that the word yeah. of God in John 17, he says, your word is truth. And so if we abide in the truth and know the truth, uh, there's freedom in that. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's something that Jesus obviously put a huge emphasis on. Yeah. As I know, though, uh, the Dominican Republic flag has a chill in the middle, and in the middle it has an open Bible that is open to that passage where it says that free uh, 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 truth will sell you free. Well, so but anyways, yeah, it a little it shout is, out, yeah, to the, a little shout know, out, DR, shout out to the DR, DR, the DR hat. Yeah, you know, we're repping. Anyways, right, uh, but but it is so true. It is so important to recognize true. And then you have in in uh, John ten ten is what it says: the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. 
And then here it says, and I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Yeah. So this is the idea of, you know, Satan. You, we, we covered last week about Satan being like a, like a lion that is roaring and looking who devour. Yeah. You know, this idea that he's looking to, for, 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 or he's looking for ways to mess with us, right? To, 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 you know, get in our way, to feed us with lies. And Jesus is the counterpart, which is saying, you know, he has come here to give us life in abundance. But think about how that idea of true influence practically every area of our life. I mean, think about this idea of life in abundance, right? Sure. God came to give us life in abundance. That is the truth. That is the absolute truth. If you have believed in the message of the gospel, you know that there is nothing else that will satisfy your life than the saving grace of Jesus. If you're not a Christian, then you need to understand that that is the absolute truth. That is the only thing that will bring satisfaction to your life. That is the only thing that will bring fulfillment is a saving grace of God, right? But here's how our mind works. Here's how lies work. Lies comes in and then we're saying, you know what? It is not in Jesus that I find fulfillment. It is not in Jesus that I find satisfaction. Maybe my satisfaction, I will find that if I get this job, I will feel like I had accomplished. I will feel like I will three hundred million dollar contract with Fox. With Fox, right? I mean, sounds great, but will that really satisfy Tom Brady? No. No. Right? And you think about, you know, and I'm sure we're going to cover this down the road in our podcast, but think about gender identity. Yeah. You know, how individuals go from identifying one way to the next thing to the yeah. next thing yeah, because it's on a pursuit of, you know, on a pursuit of finding that abundant life. But that lie is it's not going to lead you to abundant life. The only place that you can find abundant life is in Jesus. So you you can see how quickly and very shockingly this influence your life. Yeah, I think next time we just need to put a little pulpit stand on here for you because uh, you're preaching. Like, you uh, are going. It's personal, You man. are. Yeah, it's, it's you're near to my heart. You're giving it right now. You're giving it right now. <laughs> it's, near, it's near to my heart. Man. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. If you're but, Uber driver, five stars, tip. Yeah. But, like, that That was big yeah, time. Yeah, right I appreciate there. it. That's but good. By no, the way, that's a word, though. You know, I, yes. No, absolutely. And by the way, um, if Tom Brady wants to defend himself, he's welcome on our podcast. Any anytime, day, Tom, anytime, Tom Brady, we will, we will have you over. And explain yourself. And we take some... Uh, sorry. Um, here's, here's the thing that I think is interesting about what all you shared about truth and, and Jesus talking about truth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's true that in the world in which we live, in particular as believers in Christ, but also for the unbeliever in Christ, that there is the desire on the part of the enemy um, to basically exalt what is evil and call it good, or the seeking on the part of the enemy to kind of put blinders over the eyes, not only of, of the believer, he seeks to do that, but he does that with the unbeliever so that they can't discern, they can't see what is truth and what is lies. And, and here's what Jesus said about the devil. Jesus said in John 8 concerning the devil that he was a murderer from the beginning. He has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And so here's what's very important I think we have to understand. And as a believer in Christ that's watching this, you, you should know this. As an unbeliever, you need to know this. Yeah. That the, the devil, Satan, um, that which is um, considered to be what the Bible calls the prince of the power of the air, the devil, Satan, that works in those that are disobedient to Christ— um, those that don't don't know Christ, he's a liar. He is the father of lies. That's his character, and that's what he does. Yeah. 
but the alternative is the Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. who is truth. He is truth. He yeah. is love. He is goodness and mercy and grace. Jesus um, is the one that speaks truth, has provided us the truth, and and Jesus is is what the Word of God describes as the Word of God made flesh, yeah. the only begotten of the Father. And Jesus would say of himself, right, um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No yeah. one comes to the Father but by me. Yeah. And so as a believer in Christ watching this today, you need to be reminded, I need to be reminded, we all need to be reminded that we should be about the truth. Yeah. And the way that we are about the truth is what we've started off talking yeah. about thinking on the truth, thinking yeah. on these things, living out the Word of God, yeah. filling our heart and mind with the Word of God, and yeah. that's absolutely essential. Absolutely, and that's why it's so necessary for us as believers to study the Bible, not just on Sunday, you know, and, and you know, we're going to say it because it is our the name of the podcast, but beyond the pew, like yeah. every single day, we should be devoting ourselves to the story of the Word because this yes. is the only absolute truth. You know, uh, uh, Bruce, and, and I'm going to ask you a question too because I want to hear from your experience some of the things that you have heard, but on my on my experience, where I have heard arguments of people saying, uh, you know, that they're dealing with sin, and they start believing the lies that you know that that there is no recovery, that there is no hope, that that is what they deserve, that that's how they should continue to live. That what's the point of living in a way that brings honor and glory to God if tomorrow I'm gonna mess up again, right? And you see how those individuals that start believing those lies, they kind of hide themselves from God, they push themselves from God, where it should be the opposite, right? You know, we the truth is, is that we serve a God that cares, that loves, that sure. that He sent His Son, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, that He is readily and willing to forgive, right? And so... That is true. If we recognize true, you know, that in that example, you can see how quickly people will recognize that, you know, they don't need to settle. They don't need to hide. They don't need to just continue living the life of sin, that there is hope, that there is uh, redemption, that there is grace found in Jesus. Yeah. But in your experience, like what other, what lies have you come across that maybe people watching today or listening on this podcast uh, are maybe they, they can resonate with? Yeah, I, I think there's a number of things. First of all, I think of what Paul said when Paul asked the question, should we continue in sin that grace may abound, right? There's this idea of sometimes the lie that we would believe is mm-hmm. that, hey, I have forgiveness in Jesus, so I can just keep on sinning and sinning and sinning, and His grace will be there, and His grace will be there, and His grace will be there. And where it's true, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you sin, there's forgiveness through Jesus, right? And that that forgiveness is is that which God extends to us through His Son, Jesus Christ, and that forgiveness is sufficient for all of our sins, right? But Paul challenged the, the believer in Christ by saying, you know, we don't continue sinning simply because we know that God's grace will abound in us. Um, we're dead to sin, yeah. right? And so we have to understand that as a believer, sin is not only who we once were, like that characterized our lives, but it's that which we are now dead to, the Bible says. Yeah. And so one of the lies I think sometimes that we believe in regards to truth or following Jesus and sinning is that, well, I'll just keep on sinning over and over again. As a believer in Jesus Christ, that should not be present in our lives. That m- mindset and attitude is a mindset and attitude that is false, um, because that's not what God has called us to. He says mm. we're dead to sin. But I think a second area is people think sometimes, well, when I sin, I no longer can approach God, 
If yeah. I'm a, if I'm a child of God and I've sinned, then I certainly can't go to God in prayer. I certainly can't approach the throne of God. And and where it's true that when we sin as a follower of Jesus Christ, the fellowship that we have with God and and the obedience that we have to God, when that is is broken because of sin, um, it is true that we as as followers of Jesus Christ, because of the Spirit of God in us, should feel convicted about that. Right? Mm-hmm. There should be a sense of sorrow and remorse over the fact that we have sinned against God. But that is where the promises of the Word of God come into play of yeah. if, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us. Um, even when you think about church discipline issues in Matthew 18, the ultimate goal of church discipline is restoration. Our God is a God that desires restoration with His children as a loving Heavenly Father. And unfortunately, many believers are very, very stubborn and, and slow when it comes to repentance and confession of sin yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. And that's where the correcting hand of God, the Bible says as the one that God loves, he corrects like a father corrects his children. And that mm-hmm. is another area that we could eventually talk about yeah. in the whole area of discipline, right? Yeah. And what that looks like and how, how God goes about doing that in our lives as Christians. But it's important to know the truth that God's word shares with us that yeah. when we sin, we, we have an advocate with the father, yeah. Right, we have a great high priest who intercedes on our behalf, and so there is forgiveness, there is restoration available when we repent of our sin and confess it before God. Yeah. Um, but we sometimes can believe the lie that if we sin against God, we must hide from God. Yeah. Um, you can't hide from God. I, I think of it as an illustration when I play hide and seek with my youngest daughter. Um, she wants to hide, and she'll give me ten seconds to count. Right, <laughs> ten seconds, which you're not going to find a great hiding yeah. place, honey. When you watch this, when you're a little bit older, maybe and you watch this. <laughs> ten seconds is not enough time, okay? If you want to hide, but she'll have me count, cover my eyes, and there'll be times that I'll go in the other room, and she might be hiding behind one of the curtains. And I look, and you can see like the curtain is like extended out because it's covering her body. You can see you her can little see feet. Her feet at the <laughs> bottom of the curtain, and the curtains that we have like are kind of a little bit see through. I can see her, like oh, she's yeah. right there, but she thinks this is a fantastic hiding spot, um, and it, it, it's not. I, I can see it now. I don't discourage her. I don't go in and be like, "Babe, uh, honey, listen. I know you're only five years old, but that's a terrible hiding spot. Daddy yeah. saw you the you whole could do time." Better. I, I don't do that, right? <laughs> but the reality is, it's foolish to think that that is something that would be effective. The same is true of of our relationship with the Lord. We can't hide from an all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present God, right? Mm. When we sin and our tendency is to think, I'm just going to hide away from God, God sees and He knows, right? He knows that. Um, You were mentioning about Adam and Eve, right? Like earlier, you talked to me about that. Yeah, I mean, the very first thing they do after they sin is that they try to hide from God. They try to hide from God. You you think about Jonah. God told Jonah directly. He said, Jonah, this is what you need to do. And we're told in the book of Jonah chapter 1 that he went the other way trying to run from the presence of of God. I mean, yes. talk about the irony of that, but that is what lie does to us. That's that's what falsehoods does, yeah. right? Like, it makes us believe, and, and th- that was the strategy the devil used in the very beginning, in Genesis, yeah, in the, the Garden change. of Eden, and it's a strategy he uses today, and, and we have to be aware of that, but we have to know truth. And so this is really, I think, a challenge for all of us as Christians yeah. is do not live or respond or base your faith on something that you hear to be true. What do you know to be true? Yeah. And, and, and the measure of that is the standard of God's Word. Absolutely. Right? It has to go back to God's Word. What does God's Word say? Not what does man think, yeah. not what new philosophy of thinking is out there, or what does science teach us, or all that other stuff. No, what does God's Word yeah. say? And we measure things against the backdrop of God's Word yeah. and what God has provided for us as we yeah. seek to live lives that are based upon the truth yeah. um, each day. Yeah, and I, and I think this is a good 
something good to consider as we conclude this episode, you know, that, uh, you know, you think about the book of Romans and he's talking about in chapter one about, you know, the way that God is dealing with people that had deliberately uh, seen against him, who are deliberately ignoring him, that doesn't want to do anything with God. And we're told in Romans for, uh, chapter one, verse 25, it says that the reason why they were doing this thing, what led them to live a life that was not honoring and bringing a life that was worthy of the gospel was this, is that because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve the creature, the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Yeah. Think about a, that. Is there more a more appropriate verse to describe the culture and, and environment that we is, find ourselves in? That is our culture today. today. Yeah. We're we're replacing because you know at the core of everything, truth is fulfillment can only happen through the worship and the obedience of God. Yeah. At its core, that is what abundance yeah. life is, right? To live in a way that is honoring, that lives in a way that uh, worshiping God, you know, in, in accordance to, you know, what he did, the saving grace and all those things. But then the lie is, it's like you can get fulfillment outside God, outside, outside of what he has done, outside of who he is. Yeah, and, and here, I don't want us to go too, too long, but yeah. this just this crossed my mind as we're talking. Um, you know, a question that comes up in my mind as we're talking about this is if we believe as Christians, as followers of Jesus, that God's word is truth and that this, this word, the word of God we have is from God. And it is truth. And we believe that that is the case. Um, that is very puzzling, isn't it, to think of how often as believers in Christ we can be guilty of ignoring or disobeying or disregarding what God says in his word. Mm-hmm. And it's convicting because we know what God says on so many areas, but we are very good at justifying in our own minds, why something is okay for us to do, yeah. even if it's just for a moment. Yeah. We are so good at justifying and really lying to ourselves in our own heart and mind or, belie- or choosing to believe lies yeah. as followers of Christ when we disregard the truth of God's Word. And, yeah. and that's unfortunately um, all too common outside the walls of the church and even within the walls of the church. When we leave the church you know, we sometimes leave our Bible there, yeah. right, in our commitment to following the Bible there as well. And so I, I think we need to be challenged by yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And Bruce, and, you know, as we're concluding, you know, uh, really, you know, may we find ourselves beyond the pew to be people that are not exchanging truth for a lie, that we recognize truth, yeah. that we appreciate truth, and that we believe and follow and are obedient to truth. Before we ask uh, the you know the the wonderful the million the three hundred seventy five the question uh, <laughs> uh, what is the number if you know from the top of your head that they should they should text if they have questions or if they a, uh, you know that's a fantastic we're gonna question. call in a friend because that's, you know this that's is that's a great. fantastic question the number is three three zero three three one, one. Six, Six, four, four. five, three. You got it. I'm not repeating it. <laughs> I didn't it write will it be, down. It will be down there so somewhere you, out Somewhere here. you can find it. Um, if you want to text in any questions. I didn't know that question was coming. Yeah, I know. And so I didn't know what it's the a answer true question, was. Though. But you, the number's there. Rewind it. You can listen to it again because yeah. 
you want to you want to you know it will that. be on the description but yes, that is where you can text us questions if yeah. you have a topic that you want us to discuss down the road you can do that there too these are questions are uh, i'm not going to try to say that word but it's a word that means that no one will know who you are anonymous there you go. Yeah, anonymous no, unless try. you put your name on there unless anonymous. you put your name yeah if and, you uh, sign it at the bottom yeah. like so you know this is send Bruce it, Rosa. send it so that we can get it for you um like the podcast, share it, um, get other people that are watching it as well. Uh, we want to challenge you in the week to come ask the question that we want to ask you every week. What is your life like beyond the pew? Uh, we hope it's glorifying to the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.